Good evening, my friends. As we're about to enter our Thanksgiving season here, I'm just um, delighted to share this time with you guys. <clears throat> and really excited about this evening's um, message. Um, this is a summary of all the signs that may distinguish our times as the last days. And so <clears throat> I would encourage you to perhaps even share this with friends, viewers who might need to know these things and who would be ministered to by them. And so we're just excited about this time. And so so let's let's pray this evening as we begin. Father, Lord, we are yours, Lord. We are your people, largely who are listening to this. And Lord, we ask that you give us ears to hear, give us discerning hearts, Lord. You told us to discern our times, and Lord, we're just seeking to be obedient here. So Lord, speak for your name's sake. Give us ears to hear what your Spirit is saying, Lord. We are yours. Have your way. God, be glorified in your word. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Well, again, my friends, so glad to share with you. Let's begin in Matthew 24, verse 32. Now, learn a lesson from the fig tree. When its branches bud and its leaves begin to sprout, you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see all these things, you can know his return is very near, right at the door. I tell you the truth, this generation will not pass from the scene until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. So as we as we seek to just summarize all the signs of the times, let's, let's start on a positive note. Um, beautiful is how the prophecies concerning Israel have been fulfilled. Ezekiel 38, verse 8. After many days you will be summoned. In the latter years you will come into the land. Isaiah 60, verse 4, look and see, for everyone is coming home. Your sons are coming from distant lands. Your little daughters will be carried home. What do I see flying like clouds to Israel, like doves to their nest? They are ships from the ends of the earth, from lands that trust in me, led by the great ships of Tarshish. They are bringing the people of Israel home from far away. It's amazing that from 1880 to the present, the world's uh, Jewish population living in the Promised Land has increased from th from three tenths of one percent in 1880 to 6.8 million people today. Nearly 50 percent of the world's Jewish population now lives in Israel. And so it's beautiful how the how the Lord has has returned His people, the chosen people, the Jewish people to. The promised land. <clears throat> Another positive sign of the times is um, the pouring out of God's Spirit. <clears throat> we alluded to this last podcast, and it shall come to pass in the last days, God says, that I will pour forth of my Spirit on all mankind. And we've seen amazing things in the 20th century, a tremendous growth of Christianity, especially through the Pentecostal charismatic movement and focus on the Holy Spirit. Now, moving on to some more difficult signs, and it's, and it's amazing, too, how Jesus uses the birth pains analogy, 
And, you know, as you think, as we think about that, you know, my wife and I, we've had five children and, you know, once the birth pains start, <laughs> they don't stop until the birth happens, you know? And so, uh, so Jesus says in Matthew 24, verse six, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Nations, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. All these are the beginning of birth pains. <clears throat> and, you know, it would seem that, you know, the World War One, World War Two, Korea, Vietnam, the Cold War, the war on terror, you know, all these signs have been at least the beginning of birth pains, you know. And then we, we, we studied and looked at uh, Luke uh, 21, 11, where it says, there will be pestilences in various places. And, you know, a pestilence is a deadly infectious disease. And, you know, and talked about how much that sounds like, you know, the coronavirus. And, <clears throat> and even maybe the Spanish flu also. Another sign of the times was lawlessness. Matthew 24, verse 12, because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will grow cold. And lawlessness is so very prevalent in our day. You know, all kind of examples abound from illegal immigration to theft to rising murder rates. You know, there's lots that could be said about lawlessness. And then Luke 21, verse 25 says, And there will be strange signs in the sun, moon, and stars. And here on earth the nations will be in turmoil, perplexed by the roaring seas and strange tides men's hearts failing them for fear for what's coming on the earth. And so, you know, regardless of how we think about it, this controversial thing, but, you know, it's, it certainly seems that the earth's climate has warmed for whatever reason, and it certainly has led to rising ocean tides and rising fear around the world about what's going to happen with climate change, all that sort of stuff, you know. And so, and certainly some people in the world seem to really be milking this, right? And so that seems to be happening in our day. Another powerful sign is apostasy from the faith, from the truth. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times, some will turn away from the true faith they will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. We discussed that at length. And, and so, and, you know, as I'm going through this, I'm reminded, you know, as if you're sharing this summary, maybe perhaps with someone, refer them back to the, to the more in, intensive teachings we did on each of these signs. And so like the, the apostasy here, the turning from the truth, the, even the, even the, the idea of, uh, following deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons, it's, it's amazing to think about, you know, what our, what our universities are now dominated with the philosophy that there's no such thing, that there is, there's absolute truth, no such thing. God does not exist. And so, so those, those truths are out there that dominate our universities and all. And so, <clears throat> you know, that certainly seems like an, an apostasy from the faith. You know, and, and you know, you think back to a place like Harvard, and Harvard even has in it, in the in its motto is like veritas, it's about truth. And so, but yet, you know, what comes out of those universities today is certainly far from, you know, the truth of Jesus Christ. And so, you know, as these 
philosophies teach these lies that deny truth and deny the existence of God, it's little wonder that Paul warns us in 2 Timothy of difficult times to come. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 to 5. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times, for people will love only themselves, be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends and love pleasure rather than God. Isn't it amazing how Paul is describing these difficult times 2,000 years ago that seems so much like our day now? Remarkable. <clears throat> Another sign we saw from Daniel chapter 12, verse 4. But as for you, Daniel, conceal these words and seal up the book until the end of time. Many will go back and forth and knowledge will increase. And you know, with the, with the internet, we have billions of pieces of knowledge at our fingertips in less than a second. You know, and, and also in regard to knowledge, you know, alarmingly, we are known like never before. Our governments, plural in the world, have the capability of knowing everything about us. Just think about all the way the CIA was to, all the things they were able to do. You know, if you, well, one of my favorite movies and it was the the Jason Bourne trilogies, but you know, as I've as I've looked, watched those kind of repeats recently, I'm just like, wow, look at all they know and can find out about people. Remarkable. So so this this knowledge of us, and and you know, and and like even recently, our smart TV where Kathy and I were talking about that. My wife Kathy and I were talking about how that. You know, the, the, our phones and our TVs know what we're talking about and all that. And just kind of gives you the heebie-jeebies and all. And so, so that knowledge may lead to a last sign that we have yet to address that Jesus talks about. Before we go there, uh, Paul tells us in Ephesians 6, says, Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist on the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having belted your waist with truth, that's verse 14 down to verse 17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Verse 18, pray at all times in the Spirit with this in view. And so how are we to resist on this evil day that Paul refers to here? How are we to having done everything to stand. Well, you know, there's a, there's a passage from Isaiah that I've often prayed about. It's a powerful passage, Isaiah 59, verse 19, and it's from the King James Version. And let me just, you know, say this. This, this verse has been translated in various ways. And so, uh, but I think the basic meaning of what we're going to share here is is the basic meaning. So, but I, so I'm going to use the King James Version because of the way it's translated. But Isaiah 59, verse 19 from the King James Version. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, 
The Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. That's Isaiah chapter 59, verse 19 in the King James Version. Now, I believe we are called to be a part of this lifting up of God's standard as the enemy is coming in with all this time of great deception here. We need to stand up for Jesus and for the truth. And, and as we think about that, I recommend a book to you. This, this book, is the title is Live No Lies by John Mark Cromer. In case you need to write that down or repeat it. The book's called Live No Lies by John Mark Cromer. And, and amazingly, in it, he defines a teacher as a truth teller. And I, as I read that recently in his book, I was greatly encouraged by that description of a teacher as I have felt Jesus calling me to be a truth teller in this time of great deception. And so if we do that, if we seek to do that, well, this may lead us to a sign that Jesus talked about that we have not yet discussed, and that is persecution. Matthew 24, verse 9, Then you'll be handed over to be persecuted and put to death and you will be hated by all nations because of me. Luke 21, verse 16. But you will be betrayed even by parents, brothers and sisters, other relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death, and you will be hated by all people because of my, my name. Now, both, you know, as we've alluded to many times, Matthew 24 and Luke 21 are all this these signs of the times, and this is like, the last kind of one that Jesus talks about here, you know, we will face persecution. You know, and so, you know, as we think about facing persecution, um, you know, Jesus gives us, you know, how, an example to follow in regard to the truth. So, so Jesus stood up to the liars of his day, and he told them plainly in John 8, 8 verse 43, He's having a, an interaction, a, a difficult interaction with the Pharisees. And he says to them, John 8, verse 43 again, <clears throat> Why can't you understand what I'm saying? It's because you can't even hear me. For you are the children of your father, the devil, and you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So when I tell the truth, you just naturally don't believe me. Now, we may face persecution ourselves as we stand for the truth. Jesus said in John 15, verse 18, If the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. The world would love you as one of its own if you belong to it, but you are no longer part of the world. I chose you to come out of the world, so it hates you. Then verse 20, since they persecuted me, naturally they will persecute you. Well, I believe God is calling us as his children to lift up his standard as the enemy comes in like a flood with his lies and all the rampant deception that's around in these days. You know, and, and even as we consider, you know, the per how persecution may be in effect brewing in our land. You know, the truth of Jesus even today is even being called oppressive. It's a part of the oppression of the 
the victims and all that stuff. You know, and, and there are some places around the world where even today Christians are being persecuted for their faith and some even martyred, particularly in Islamic lands and all that. And so persecution of Christians, even in our Western world, Western culture, may be one of the final signs of Jesus's return. So this largely con concludes Jesus's signs of his return from Matthew 24. However, we have not at all touched on the very last of the last days. The last of the last days are called the Great Tribulation. So we're going to close with those these thoughts. And it leads to just kind of a final judgment So in a, in a time of, well, it's just the Great Tribulation. So Matthew 24, verse 21, Jesus says, For there will be greater anguish than at any time since the world began and it will never be so great again. In fact, unless that time of calamity is shortened, not a single person will survive. But it will be shortened for the sake of God's chosen ones. Now, Paul refers to this also in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1. We've referred to these verses before. But just thinking of it, this in the context of understanding the great tribulation. So Paul says here, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1, now, brothers, now, dear brothers and sisters, let us clarify some things about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Don't be so easily shaken or alarmed by those who say that the day of the Lord has already begun. For that day will not come until there is a great rebellion against God and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the one who brings destruction. Verse 9, down to verse 9. This man will come to do the work of Satan with counterfeit power and signs and miracles. He will use every kind of evil deception to fool those on their way to destruction because they refuse to love and accept the truth that would save them. So, God will cause them to be greatly deceived and they will believe these lies. Then they will be condemned for enjoying evil rather than believing the truth. So, kind of in summary here of the Great Tribulation, this Great Tribulation will be, as Jesus said here, greater anguish than ever in world history. Unless it's shortened, no one will survive. And it will only begin when the man of lawlessness is revealed, sometimes obviously referred to as the Antichrist. And... He will use every kind of evil deception on those people who refuse to love and accept the truth. And then they will be condemned for enjoying evil rather than believing the truth. Now, <clears throat> amazing reality here uh, that the Great Tribulation will be the last of the last days in this amazing time of greater anguish than ever in world history, you know, and it's a part of just the last judgment that Jesus comes and brings. Now, however, but Jesus says to the church in Revelation chapter 3, verse 10, some very encouraging words here. Because you have obeyed my command to persevere, I will protect you from the great time of testing that will come upon the whole world to test those who belong to this world. I am coming soon.
Praise God for his mercy and his grace that, that as we as we persevere, as we are his and we belong to him, then he's going to protect us from this, this great tribulation. Well, praise the Lord. Come quickly, Lord Jesus, right, brothers and sisters? Well, where do we go from here in terms of our study? Well, I'm going to take a holiday break here. Enjoy some wonderful family time. And I'm uh, going to also continue uh, studying and preparation for what we're going to address at the first of the year. The first of the year, we'll start back the podcast, and we're going to address what Jesus repeatedly warns against, and even as we have just seen here, deception. You know, Jesus is repeatedly saying, be careful that no one deceives you. So I would appreciate your prayers for me to be able to clearly address some of the deceptions of our day. And, and as we, as a close here, um, I, you know, perhaps this would be a great, this is a summary, obviously of the, all the signs and this is addressed very, uh, quickly. Most of these just very simple verses and then just a few comments about them, but this would be a great summary to, to share with someone who maybe doesn't understand, you know, that we may be living in the last of the last days, perhaps. So thank you so much for listening, and I encourage you to share this with those who might need it. And y'all have a great holiday season, and, and let's close in prayer. Father, we are yours. Thank you, Lord, that we belong to you. Thank you, Lord, that we have been purchased by the precious blood of Jesus. And so, Lord, as, as we consider our times and seek to discern them, Lord, I pray that, that you would give us ears to hear what your Spirit is saying and that you would give us the strength and the understanding of your truth and the ability to stand in the evil day and to stand on your truth and to lift up your standard in a way, Lord, that would help others around us to to not be deceived. And so, Lord, thank you so much for your word, the sword of the Spirit. Send it forth, Lord. And Father, we we would pray that for anyone listening to this who needs to know you as their Savior and Lord, that you would give them the gift of faith and grace that would enable them to come to that, to be born again of your Spirit and enter into your kingdom. Lord, we thank you for being with us. We, we pray your blessing on our holiday seasons, our families, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again, brothers and sisters. Have a wonderful, wonderful holiday. God bless.